podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Now, before we start our chat, we want you to head over to seriochronicles.com forward slash Patreon now and subscribe to the Chronicles to Fosi membership with a free seven-day trial. Get priority access to every episode and voice note before the rest of the world. Plus, no ads and bonus Patreon-only exclusive episodes and video episodes. Also, be sure to join the new chat community in the Patreon app and chat with fellow subscribers. This is Pavar, surely Lautaro Martinez. If anyone was going to win it, it had to be the skipper. They had to wait until added time, but it is surely going to be three in a row for Inter. Three in a row for Inzaghi. Right then, for all of you listeners on Serie A Chronicles, that was a wonderful summary from Nicky Bandini, and I enjoyed the little shout-out for my tweet on Giovanni Simeone. It was a Super Cup which had four teams of Final Four, newly rebranded, rebadged, all of that stuff this season, which means there were two semi-finals. I'm going to look at the second semi-final and the subsequent final. And the second semi-final really just consolidated what we knew already in terms of Inter's dominance, not only all season domestically, but also in terms of the matches they've played against some of their rivals. We've seen them beat Milan 5-1 this season. We've seen them topple Fiorentina 4-0. They won 3-0 in Naples. And it was another of those wins there. 3-0 over Lazio. In truth, it could have been double figures. They hit the bar twice, once through Barella, which would have been goal of the season, once through Lautaro Martinez in the second half. And a lot of people, myself included, likened Inter's play to Barcelona under Pep Guardiola. And that does sound like hyperbole, but... If you didn't watch the game, believe me, there's at least a grain of truth to it because it was just wonderful, fluid patterns of play, one-touch football. Every player knew exactly where they were going to play the next pass and Lazio had absolutely no answer for it at all. Quick word on Maurizio Sarri and Lazio. He's poo-pooed the competition in the lead-up to it. He was very negative again. He played down his side's chances, spoke up, talked up Inter. And I do wonder whether, far from challenging his players to prove him wrong, that actually simply just planted that seed in their minds that they are an inferior team to Inter, which everyone knows. But this was a game which was played over 90 minutes. There was no extra time. It could have gone straight to penalties. Um, And we'll get on to, to Napoli in the final in due course there was scope where if you can keep a clean sheet then you can make it through to a penalty shootout and then anything can happen but no Lazio were simply blown away Marcus Taram scores in another big game seems to have marked every single match against one of the big boys this season with at least a goal or an assist we saw him get an assist in Turin for Lautaro's goal in the one-all draw against Juventus but other than that scored the winner against Roma he struck against Milan I think he found the net in Fiorentina if memory serves Uh, He scored in Naples uh, and he scored in Rome against Lazio. So now he scored against Lazio twice in as many meetings. Um, There was a flick from from Di Marco for the opening goal from uh, Turan, which just shows that everything is coming off for Inter at at the moment because there were three defenders between Di Marco and Turan and yet the flick broke perfectly to Turan for a tap-in. Chalanolo, the usual penalty, it very much was a penalty, so I won't entertain any narrative about Inter just winning matches because they get a penalty per match. They scored three goals in this game, lest we forget. And then Davide Fratesi came on 
to show that he has an eye for goal, finishing off a counter-attack. It was one-sided. It proved that Inter are the best team in Italy this season. Juventus will yet have a big say in the title race. But this is, of course, a voice note all about the Super Cup. So we'll get on to domestic matters on Tuesday when we discuss all about Serie A and the weekend's action and Juventus playing at Lecce. So, Inter winning 3-0, matching what Napoli had done 24 hours earlier. That set us up for the final on Monday evening. A reminder, it was played in Riyadh, Al Awal Park, in the Saudi capital. Two hours ahead of uh, it's Italian time, so 10pm kickoff. And again, we went into this final whereby Inter had all of this noise surrounding them. Juventus can go top by winning at Lecce. Editor's note, spoiler, they did go top. So Inter now found themselves suddenly from this wonderful season where people were speculating as to whether they might have a clean sweep of domestic honours, Scudetto, Coppa Italia, Super Cup, and go deep again in the Champions League, having reached the final of Europe's Premier Club competition last season. Well, here we had Inter, who'd gone out of the Coppa Italia at the first time of asking to Bologna in the round of 16, after extra time. So they weren't able to defend the Coppa Italia for a third year running. They did want to do that, however, in the Super Cup, where they were chasing an eighth triumph, a third in a row. Only one team had ever won it three years in a row, Milan between 1993 and 1995. And Simone Inzaghi had four triumphs, the same number as uh, Fabio Capello and Marcello Lippi. He was looking to make it five to be the all-time leader in terms of coaches who've lifted this piece of silverware. On the other hand, you have... Napoli, whose season is really petering out. Rudy Garcia came in. So there you have it. Inter, deserved winners. Again, underlining why they're so good. It was clean sheets. They didn't concede a goal in this Final Four format. Back-to-back clean sheets. They brushed aside Lazio. Could have easily been double figures. What of Napoli? Is the back three something to stay? Remains to be seen. It was a bit uh, a case of needs must because uh, Cyril Ngonge has signed, albeit was an unused substitute. Uh, Junior Traoré was there, albeit he was in civvies. He's only just come back from malaria, having joined from uh, Bournemouth in the Premier League. Pasquale Mazzocchi is one of their new faces. He actually got a bit of a run in the side. His versatility comes in handy here in this 3-4-3 system because he can operate as a left midfielder, he can operate as a right midfielder. And we saw uh, Giovanni Di Lorenzo as right centre-back in a back three and that seemed to suit him right down to the ground. But I think in the end, Inter were the better team. They deserve to beat Napoli. And this will give them a big lift because it has been a difficult week or so seeing Juventus beat Sassuolo, seeing the Bianconeri defeat uh, Lecce to then go one point clear at the top. And lest we forget, Inter's fixtures are really challenging now. They go to Florence this weekend, as I said, and they have some key absentees. The following match after that at the Meazza is the Derby d'Italia Inter against Juventus. And then after that, the Nerazzurri have to play against Roma. So three potentially pivotal matches. But what have we learned? Inter are the kings of the Super Cups, their eighth triumph. They have one fewer than Juventus now who've won it nine times. They've gone ahead of Milan. So eight Super Cups to the Rossoneri seven, which could also be... A little bit symbolic, given that this season has all been about uh, Inter getting their 20th league title, getting their second star, one ahead of Milan, who is still on 19 Scudetti. But who knows, it might be Juventus with 37 league titles, particularly the way they've been playing recently. They've been really impressive, easy on the eye. And Kenan Yildiz, for me, is the big game changer. But again, I'm getting away from the subject matter at hand. We will debate all of this as ever. We'll try and sprinkle in a little bit of humour. And uh, we will give you some strong opinions, of course, on our usual Tuesday 
podcast which is coming today because I've been a little lazy rather than uh, recording this straight after the whistle I gave myself a night's sleep to think about it because it was a rather long trophy ceremony I had to commentate on but yes I will be joined as ever uh, by Mina Razuki and Nikki Bandini to talk all about the goings on in Italian football on Serie A Chronicles on our usual podcast but the Super Cup whether it was a commercial success, I'll let other people judge that. Whether it was worthwhile going to Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, again, is another matter. In terms of what we saw on the pitch, we haven't learned a great deal in terms of what we didn't know already. Inter are the main force in the Italian game, along with Juventus, albeit they, wouldn't, they weren't able to take part in this. They probably will be if they can either win the Coppa Italia, they're into the semi-finals of that competition, or finish in the top two in Serie A. That's looking very likely at this moment in time. Then if this format persists next season, we could well have Inter, Juventus and Milan, which would certainly give this competition a lift from a media standpoint. But that is all for now. And we will, of course, provide a tribute to Gigi Riva, who very sadly passed away at the age of 79 during the match itself. He who is the all-time leading goalscorer for the Italian national team. But for now, that's me, Patrick Hendrick, signing off. We'll see you very soon for another episode of Serie A Chronicles. They left it late, but it is a hat-trick of Super Cups for Inter. Lautaro Martinez got the only goal. He marked this triumph in the Super Cup, just as he did the previous two wins. And it is the Nerazzurri who celebrate in Saudi Arabia. The winners of the EA Sports FC Super Cup. Head to seriachronicles.com forward slash Patreon now and subscribe to the Chronicles Tifosi Patreon membership with a free seven-day trial. Get early access to every full-length episode and voice note before the rest of the world. Plus, all episodes are 100% ad-free. And you get bonus Patreon-only exclusive episodes, video episodes, and behind-the-scenes extras. Also, be sure to join the new chat community in the Patreon app and chat with fellow subscribers. Podcast Network.